The defending champions are in town, and we'll be telling you why this is a good test for the Mariners before October. Plus, Major League Baseball will operate a little differently in 2023. How will that impact the Mariners? We'll discuss here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? This is take four of the Locked On Mariners podcast today. We've had some technical issues today. This show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It is Friday, September 9th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Sidney Gonzalez. Joined as always by my co host, Colby. Pat Node. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. For Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. And if this is your first time joining us, here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. On the show today, pitching matchup breakdowns and our thoughts heading into the Mariners weekend series with the Braves, including a player each we feel will be crucial to Seattle having a successful series. Plus, how will next year's rule changes in MLB impact the Mariners? And of course, as I said at the top of the show, this is uh, take four for us today. We've uh, been dealing with a little bit of everything that has impeded our recording. Hopefully, this is the take. This is the one. If you're watching this, this is the one. Crossing our fingers. Uh, before we hop into our topics, friendly reminder that uh, we are doing a project here at the Locked On Mariners podcast, and we want you to be a part of a very special episode of Locked On Mariners later this month. We are asking you, our listener, to submit a roughly a 45-second to a one-minute-long video of you telling us who you are, how long you've been a Mariners fan, and what the Mariners ending their 20-year playoff drought would mean to you. Email us at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com with your video submission. And if you get it to us by Friday, September the 16th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time, or well, by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on Friday, September 16th, you will be in the video. So please do so. Now, with that out of the way, I have said that spiel four or three times now today so hopefully that was the last let's get into our topics for today our leading topic of the day is the mariners are back mariners baseball is back tonight last night sucked i would have much rather watched mariners baseball instead of that uh really awful football game bills just absolutely smacked the crap out of the uh the rams and uh the whole time i was sitting there watching that game i was just thinking about how much i would rather be watching robbie ray dominate the braves and hopefully that will be the case tonight as the defending world champion braves come to seattle for a big 
three-game series over this weekend. Robbie Ray versus Charlie Morton to start things off tonight. It's Max Freed, postseason and World Series hero for the Braves against George Kirby. And then finally, Marco Gonzalez goes on the bump for the Mariners on Sunday against, to be determined, everyone's favorite pitcher. But it currently looks like that is going to be Jake Odorizzi, former Astro, who the Mariners saw in an Astros uniform earlier this year, who will be making that start. He had a bullpen session the other day, told a Braves reporter that the tentative plan is for him to make that start on Sunday. Obviously, things could get in the way of that happening. But for now, it looks like the Mariners will be facing Jake Odorizzi on Sunday. So, Colby, let's get into these pitching matchups. How do you feel they favor, not favor, the Mariners this weekend? Let's go back a minute here because I got to call some people out on their uh, lack of video submissions. All those, mm. all those people in the comments who like to call Colby negative and ask, is Colby even a Mariners fan? He hates this team so much. And here I am giving hours and hours and hours of talk on so many different podcast episodes about this baseball team. And we turn it to you guys and say, hey, how about you guys send us a one-minute video of you saying, hey, I'm Colby. I've been a Mariners fan since 2001. And this is what the playoff drought ending would mean to me. That's it. That's all we're asking. And you can't even do that except for one person. Thank you very much. Uh, forgot the person's name. Thank you very much. I believe much. it was Mason. <clears throat> Mason. Mason. Yes. So I don't know. A lot of keyboard warriors out there in the comments section calling me, you know, I don't know, uh, negative or I'm not a real baseball fan, mm. uh, even though, you know, I do two podcasts and like nine episodes a week and all this stuff and here you guys are not willing to submit a one minute video saying, Hey, I think it would be really cool. If the Mariners broke their playoff drought. So I don't know, maybe go down in the comments section and complain about it. But uh, you know, I'm up here recording stuff. unlike you guys. So whose fault is that? Called out. Really? Called. Mm-hmm. called Who's the not the real out. Mariner fan now? That's what I thought. As for the pitching matchups. Um, I think, I think they could be worse. Uh, I think the Mariners match up. Okay. Here. I mean, Morton's been up and down all year. Uh, Ray has been kind of the same, but on a pretty nice run as of late. So uh, you feel pretty good about tonight, at least in terms of the matchup. Freed, you're probably going to lose that uh, almost regardless of who's pitching. Uh, he's just that good. He's that type of guy. Um, but Kirby's been on a nice little roll too. So you do you do have a puncher's chance there. And then Oda Rizzi, the Mariners have seen him a lot recently. He's seen them a lot recently. They have a good idea of how he's going to attack them. And it's, you know, if Marco's going to pitch against the Braves, in this series, you probably want it to be against somebody like Oda Rizzi, somebody who, you know, the Mariners, it, mm-hmm. it's not Spencer Strider, right? Like it's somebody that the Mariners might be able to score some runs off of. So overall, the pitching matchups, I feel like they are like not ideal, but they're not bad. They're not terrible. It could have been a lot worse. Um, but, you know, as it stands right now, you probably get the Braves a slight advantage uh, heading into this one. But again, Morton's been up and down and, and you know, Freed is is likely going to dominate it's it's kind of lefty a you know premier lefty starter mariners haven't done too well with that but it's baseball and you know we've seen the mariners you know go to go to dinger town on on garrett cole and justin verlander you know and eke out wins against shane bieber and, and tristan mckenzie while losing to zach plesak so it's just one of those things where yeah anything can happen uh this offense certainly has the ability to put up runs in a hurry. Uh, we don't see it often, but you know they've they've been okay recently. So we'll see what they can do. Overall pitching matchups, I would still say favor the Braves, but it's it's pretty close considering that you're not going to be able to throw Castillo 
uh, or Gilbert uh, at them in this particular series. Yeah. So, you know, at least that you're going to have Ray, you're going to have Kirby that gives Mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, like you said, a puncher's chance at least here. And, you know, it's going to be tough for those guys. though. this is a really, really stacked lineup for the Braves. This is why, you know, I was saying at the top of the show, this is a big test. This is the biggest test that the Mariners can receive here from from here on out before the postseason begins. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Ozzie Albies. The list goes on and on and on. This team, this offense is absolutely stacked. They are, you know, 86 and 51. Uh, they're just a half game out from the NL East lead. You know, think about how good the Mets have been this year. The Braves have been able to keep in line with them. This is a very good team. And of course, the defending champions. Uh, so, you know, the, Robbie Ray, George Kirby, they're going to have to be on their A game. This is probably the, the best lineup that, that George Kirby has faced. Um, I, I don't know if I'm maybe missing someone, but this this might honestly be the, the best lineup that George Kirby has faced. So that's a big test for him. Uh, and for Robbie, you know, uh, he's faced some pretty good teams and it hasn't gone particularly well this year. And so would, would like to see a, a better start from Robbie. He's had some good starts as well. Don't get me wrong. Mostly just against Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston. Houston is really the the big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, it's uh, it's going to be a huge, huge test for this uh, for this team uh, going up against a, a ball club like this. Um, if they're able to get two out of three, I mean, all systems are go. <laughs> like I'm picking up what the Mariners are throwing down at that point. Uh, right. But you know, hey, if they're only able to to get one, I mean, you would like for them not to get swept here. Uh, it isn't the end of the world if they do. Uh, they still have a, a great cushion, um, but uh, you would like to see them at least get one here from the Braves. Uh, and there's going to be opportunities to do that. And this team has played very, very well against really good teams, aside from the Houston Astros. Uh, so, yeah. I, I believe the Mariners have like the fourth best record in baseball uh, against teams that were over 500 mm-hmm. uh, when Seattle played them. So, yeah, they're, they're certainly the, Mar- the Mariners are good, it's just that the Braves might be great. And so... We'll see. Uh, these matchups are always tough, uh, but the Mariners bullpen should be pretty well rested at this point. Um, you know, the starting staff did a really nice job of going deep in the in the White Sox series, at least. Um, and they have the off day uh, yesterday to kind of reset everything. And so hopefully that'll help. Um, you know, it's interesting. We heard Scott or we heard Jerry yesterday talk about, you know, we're going to start seeing Scott manage the bullpen a little bit differently. We're talking about guys going maybe one and two thirds instead of just one, or maybe they go back out there to face another batter or two, instead of just getting the last two outs. Uh, it's, it's go time. So the Mariners are kind of making preparations and, and they're starting to treat these games like they're in the playoffs as kind of a playoff, like scrimmage. I, I don't know exactly what, what word you want to use them, but they're going to start managing these games like they're playoff games. Uh, just kind of get in the flow of that, of that, uh, style. And, uh, it's it's a really good test to try and do that against the Atlanta Braves, who are arguably the you know top three team in all of baseball. So who, or rather, which player on the Mariners needs to have a good series in order for the Mariners themselves to have a good series? We'll be telling you that in just a moment. But real quick, it's time for everyone's favorite segment here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. It's time to talk about. Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom. 
especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package and with blue chew men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived your package has arrived come on give me five fellas so if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform chew it and do it you know what i'm talking about and we've got a special deal for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code locked on at checkout just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast Colby, I heard some sort of noise while I was reading that, and I'm incredibly scared to watch this episode back to see what you were doing. Anyway, you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, you guys know what what we're talking about here, right? Right, right. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's just move on from that. Let's talk about uh, this uh, this series some more. Um, Give me a player, Colby, who you think needs to have a huge series in order for the Mariners to have a successful series. Uh, You're going to say something like Abraham Toro or something, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's it's time for the fans to step up and, you know, send us videos. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how many times I want to get burned by Jesse Winker before I stop picking him for this type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it just, I mean, holy cow, the guy's been so bad. I, I think you've picked him, like, whenever we've done a segment like I this, know, I think you've I picked just, him, like, every single like, time, and it's never worked out. The track record has been so good. And then just like this, like, oh, he's going to turn around. He has to look at that track record and just. Nah. Wow. He's been better recently. He's but like, like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, and to, he swings the bat like, you know, 180-year-old steve wood so um yeah i'm probably not gonna go him um i think mitch needs to step up and have a nice series he's been in a little bit of a funk lately um and yeah. he's you know a critical piece of that lineup if julio's gonna get on base and ty france is gonna get on base and you know neither france nor nor julio had amazing series against uh chicago but they had been swinging the bat very well in cleveland um so i think if those two guys are gonna get on base you have to have the guy who can drive them in and and you know, Mitch is that guy, you know, Gino's on a little bit of a heater right now, which is great. Mm-hmm. The Mariners need him to be. Uh, but I think Mitch, you know, just extending that lineup a little bit longer yeah, um, is something that is, uh, is, is critical for this team's success. So I, I just, I feel like Mitch needs to come up. He needs to have a good series. Um, you know, he just, can we, can Mitch Hanniger hit like a single the other way with a runner on second and third? Like that would be huge. Like that would yeah. be, that would be massive. Um, so it's just one of those things where I think if Mitch is going to uh, have a good series, I think the Mariners have a legitimate shot to take two or three 
uh, here from Atlanta, maybe even sweep. And, and obviously, you know, if, if Mitch has a great series, but Julio and Ty France don't, yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it's time for Mitch to step up. He's been in a little bit of a funk as of late. Um, of course, after I said he went was one for his last 20 and people hated me for it, he went like four for his next five. But after that, he's um, he's three for his last 20. Um, so that's not ouch. That's not very good. Uh, he was actually going to be my pick, but you picked him. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I, I had a couple of numbers there. Basically, Mitch is, is three for 20 over his last 20, and, and that's uh, not ideal. So you need to get him back on track. He's going to be big for this. He's going to be yeah. uh, big for the series. Um, totally agree with that. I'll throw out uh, Cal Raleigh. Let's see Cal Raleigh keep it going here. He's been uh, he's been pretty big over the last uh, week or so, and just let's see him you know keep keep on that. How- how many more games can you hop on that guy's back and expect him not to fall down? That's true. That's true. But I mean, I mean he continues to go full Greg right. Jennings, man. You know, just don't, I, don't, <laughs> don't I just, deny it, feel, it. It feels like, you know, Gino and, and Cal right now are, are carrying the other 11 dudes on their back. Uh, you know, and the pitching staff is like, like trying to do their part too. But it's like, can somebody help these guys out? Like, yeah. it's just one of those things where, um, you know, and again, Julio was very good on the road. He just he wasn't good in that Chicago series. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. And that 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 happens. You know, you can't expect everybody to be at their best at all times. But like, can you get three or four guys swinging it really yeah. well at the same time? That would be amazing. Uh, and you're probably going to need that in September, so or in October, I should say. So it's it's one of those things. Mitch is the one that I don't want to say I'm worried about Mitch, but he's the one that I have uh, the least amount of confidence in. Is, mm. is weird to say in regards to like Ty France and, and Julio and, and, and Gino in particular, because I feel like we know exactly who those guys are. Mitch got off to a hot start, really slumping lately. You know, there's a big question about whether or not he's going to come back. I, th- I think Mitch needs to have a big series here. And, and again, you're facing a bunch of tough pitching. Uh, it's Mitch is going to have to be the guy to, to kind of stir the drink and get things going. So uh, I'll take Mitch here. Uh, this would be a great time also for somebody at the bottom of the lineup, not named Cal Raleigh to step up. I mean, can Adam Frazier get on base? That would be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Right? That'd be nice if Adam Frazier could do that. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, just my pick's going to be Cal though. Cause he's going to be able to, you know, he's your best chance of doing damage at the bottom of your lineup. So mm-hmm. if guys like Adam Frazier, JP Crawford are able to, you know, get on base a couple of times in a game, Cal should be able to drive those guys in. Um, and so, right. um, you know, we'll uh, we'll have to see how, you know, the, the game progresses and how much Cal plays this weekend. I'm, I would assume that it's at least going to be two of these three games. And, um, you know, having that power at the bottom of your lineup against a team like this, you're going to have to be able to get the big home run in this series. If you're going to beat the Braves, you're going to have to get the big home runs. You're going to have to get those big, you know, the, the, the plays that do damage in one fell swoop. Uh, you're going right. to need a big double. You're going to need a you know a right. big basis clearing double. You're going to need a big mm-hmm. home run, three run home run, something like that. Cal Raleigh can do that, and so right. uh, you know because like it's it's look the top four hitters. You know, obviously those are the guys that are driving the train for you here, but they're not all going to hit in the same series. We haven't seen them really do that in any particular series. So you're going to need someone at the bottom of the line, lineup to do that. Cal's the, the hot hand right now, and um, you know I think he's he has the best chance to of any of these guys at the bottom of the lineup to uh, actually do damage against someone like Max Fried or, or Charlie Morton. It's certainly not going to be JP or Adam Frazier. So 
Yeah, um, they've, they've been rough to, to watch as of late. Right. Uh, well, I mean, and even that damage, right? Like that's what damage, we're talking about yeah. here. So it, it's one of those things you're going to get in a situation where you're going to load the bases with one out or, or no outs this weekend. You can't just be sacrifice, fly, strike out, ground out, and you get one out of it. And you're like, oh, well, that's that's good. No, you, you, you're not you're going to be able need, to win these games two to one. No, you, you're going to have to hit that double. You're going to have to, you know, hit that three run home run. You're going to have to string together some hits at some point. Um, and that's not just for this series. It's it's going forward. At some point, you have to, you know, get that big hit and saying, oh, well, you know, got the job done, productive out. It's not really a thing, especially when you have the bases juiced and there's one out and you hit a sack fly like one runs better than zero. But it's not impactful. One run usually isn't this massive, you know, difference in a game. There's very few chance. There's very few times where one run uh, in that situation is is a good outcome, like a great outcome, is to get one. So, you know, and the Mariners for a lot of this, they've gotten zero or they've gotten one. And I can't even remember the last base is clearing double. So, just one of those things. Somebody's got to step up, and I think Mitch is a good candidate because you talk about, you know, can Frazier and JP and and you know at the bottom get on? Can can Julio and France continue? Uh, pick kind of pick up where they were on the road trip and all that stuff and and you know at that point it, it's up to Mitch so we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes but uh, yeah they they need Cal Raleigh and Gino need some help uh, it's and so does his pitching staff so we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes but um, <laughs> you never know when this offense just pops off for eleven runs it, it happens every once in a while and it's it's a beautiful thing to watch it really is it really is and it would be beautiful to watch against the Braves. Uh, that would be uh, optimal. The opposite of suboptimal. All right, so let's uh, talk about the MLB rule changes that basically got finalized today and how that ima- uh, impacts the Mariners moving forward in 2023 and beyond. In just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts so today major league baseball finalized rule changes that we all expected to uh, to go into place in 2023 there were no surprises today it's just that this has been finalized now uh, the bases are going to be extended by about three inches uh, to uh, <laughs> Nice. And uh, in order to um, get players to, you know, be more active on the base pass, uh, incentivize them to steal more bases, just get more motion on the base pass. Basically, that's what Mm -hmm. they're trying to accomplish with that. Um, I think it it can also open up for like base cams and stuff like that to be more of a regular part of the game as well. Um, So. It also kind of improves the the viewing experience, potentially. Uh, On top of that, the pitch clock. Is being implemented. We don't know exactly what time uh, will be allotted uh, for pitchers in the season. We do, but it's oh, we do now. Oh, we do now. What is 15, it? 15 seconds with nobody on base. Twenty seconds with somebody on base. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Thank you for that. So fifteen seconds. Yeah, feels a little light, but we've seen the uh, the returns 
Well, I know you uh, pitch clock down in minor league baseball, and they're ha- you know they're cutting down games by like thirty minutes, like twenty, thirty, even sometimes forty minutes down in the minor leagues. So less uh, baseball, this, yay! Yeah. And then uh, and then on top of that, the shift has been banned, which a lot of people are going to be very happy about. I am not one of those people necessarily. I think it's just a part of the game. It's a part of the strategy, but. Um, doesn't mean that you know you can't just you know you can't do anything with your defense now there will still be like particular defensive alignments that teams employ uh but it's got to be two two uh defenders on each side of uh second base now uh can't have you know three guys out in left field and you cannot be in the outfield grass either if you are a uh, infielder so that's going to cut down on that a lot and i think that impacts the mariners in quite a big way because the mariners have some of the um uh, hitters that have been shifted against the most uh, this season. There was actually a tweet that I saw. I bookmarked it, uh, and nope, it's not there anymore. But Cal Raleigh, uh, Jake Lamb, some of those guys have been at the uh, top of the league in terms of getting shift for uh, uh, hitters that have at least 100 uh, plate appearances this year. So that bodes well for those guys. But on the opposite end of things there, Colby, it also impacts the Mariners defensively in a negative way because their defense has been so good. And now, to me, I think this puts even more an emph- emphasis on acquiring a middle infielder who actually has some range because Adam Frazier has taken a significant step back defensively this year. Uh, and you're going to need someone that has more range, someone that can cover more ground naturally because you're not going to have that help. You're not going to have that help. So uh, first off, you know, what's your reaction to uh, the rule changes? And, and then after that, what's, uh, what's your feel on how this impacts the Mariners moving forward? Yeah, I like uh, the bigger bases one seemed like a no-brainer for a while now. Uh, stolen bases are incredibly exciting, but also bigger bases means maybe there's a slightly you know better chance that Ty France doesn't get his elbow crushed backwards because there's more of a base for the runner to run to and for the first baseman to have. Uh, I still like the idea of putting a another first base in. Kind of, we see that in in uh, in fast pitch where there's two first base and one is for the fielder, one is for the for the runner. It's to avoid injuries like that entirely. So I, I still think that is something they should explore, but this should help with that. It should help with some some base running things. Um, it's also worth noting that apparently they also passed a uh, the pickoff limit rule. Uh, you can only pick over twice in an at-bat, and if you pick over a third time and you don't get the guy, then he gets a free base. Um, I think that also includes st- stepping off once you step on the rubber. Uh, so obviously that will change the running game as well. Uh, quite a bit. So that that's my favorite part of this. The shifts, I I get what they're trying to do, but I also don't believe the argument that like, oh, well, without the shift, hitters will go back to cutting it down and just try to get singles. I just, really? You think after the home run revolution that hitters are going to go back and just try and, you know, serve the ball through, through right the, you know, the six hole? No, they're going to still try and hit home runs. Pitcher's stuff is still going to be incredibly hard. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to shrink the strike, the strike zone. Uh, at least not yet. They haven't announced that, which I think would have a bigger impact on, on balls in play and, and things like that, because you still want home runs, right? You still want home runs over singles. So it's one of those things. I don't think the shift is going to have as big of an impact on hitters approaches as a lot of people seem to think, but I, I do think it will lead to a few more hits here and there, uh, throughout the game, which I guess is what MLB wants. Um, and then, you know, the pitch clock, I'm fine with it. I just, I think it needs to be a little bit longer. Um, I think there needs to be a grace period, especially early in the season, because um, that that's a huge change for a lot of guys. So I, I think for me, you know, I would say 
18 and, and 24 seconds uh, seems like a, a, a good place to be. Uh, and I would I would absolutely ban the like you don't need the the pitch clock in, in the playoffs uh, because, you know, playoff baseball is all about the time in between pitches. That's that's what makes that sport special. So it's one of those things where I'm fine with it. I just I, I hope they're smart about it. They're not like super rigid about it because the one thing that baseball has always been that nobody no other sport is is it's timeless could take five hours, could take two hours. We don't know. And, and, you know, it's, it's all the space in between that makes baseball great. So in theory, I'm in favor of the pitch clock. I just hope that in a practical sense, the way they try to enforce it, there's some logic and some, some just common sense involved in, in how they, they regulate that. And I would like to see a, you know, in the playoffs, I would like to see that go away. So I found the uh, the tweet that I was talking about. This comes from James at Mr. James Johnson on Twitter, who uh, did a little research on um, uh, baseball savant. So Cal Raleigh is number two in uh, most shifted against um, in all of baseball for all major league hitters with at least 100 plate appearances this year. Taylor Trammell is number five. Jared Kelnick is, uh, is 20. Eugenio Suarez is 41. Uh, Abraham Toro is 46, and Jake Lamb is 47. Um, so that bodes well for those guys. And uh, there's been a little bit of a meme on Twitter today that uh, the shift ban is going to fix Jared Kelnick. Colby, is the shift ban going to fix Jared Kelnick? <laughs> no. Um, Kelnick is is a guy who actually hits the ball the other way. A fair amount. Like it's it's not his biggest issue. His biggest issue is uh, is actually you know the the fastball up in the zone, um, and then he expands the zone to try and reach that pitch. So actually, if you want to fix Kelnick, I think you should be advocating for uh, shaving you know two or three inches off the top of the strike zone. I think that would actually help Kelnick quite a bit because then he can eliminate that and he can get down into his power zone, which is you know thighs to to knees. Uh, so. Uh, I think that is probably the the fix for Kelnick if you're looking for you know Major League Baseball to step in and and, and save Jared Kelnick. So uh, yeah, I just I don't think the shift is going to you know like I don't think we're magically going to see like oh now there's 50 guys hitting 300 all of a sudden like no no that's not going to be a thing. So uh, we'll see though. I'm, I'm open minded to it. I get what Major League Baseball is trying to accomplish. I just think changing the strike zone would accomplish more of what they want. Uh, but you know the pitch clock and and the bigger bases, I'm I'm in favor of. Again, I just I hope that there's some common sense may you know given to the pitch clock rules, um, and I, I do think that they should be extended a little bit, particularly early in the year. There should be like a until May for May first grace period or May thirty first, whatever it is. Uh, that just to me that makes a lot of sense. So Cal Raleigh hitting two seventy next year, book it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Going to be kind of hard to do with this thirty-five percent strikeout rate, but okay. I mean, the shift is going to fix everything, Colby. Like you said, uh, there's going to be fifty billion hitters that that suddenly hit three hundred next year. That's exactly what you said, right? Do we really want that? Do we? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Major League Baseball thinks the fans want more offense. So, well, I mean, maybe more offense, but I don't think the fans are clamoring for more singles. Like, ooh. More singles, I mean, same amount of walks and strikeouts. Yeah, just walks and strikeouts line, are so much. Moving. We want forty-minute long innings, half innings, and I just, uh, 
that's a quick that's a quick way to like completely uh, get rid of everything that yeah. the pitch clock does if everybody's <laughs> just slapping singles the other way and like i don't know man like you got teams batting sing- around twice in one half inning <laughs> are singles really that much more like thrilling than walks and strikeouts no i mean if no. it's ichiro if it's ichiro it's ichiro but unfortunately ichiro does not play baseball anymore i mean no, even though he really wants to <laughs> Do you want a guy who hits 220 singles and 15 doubles? Like, is that, is that, or would you rather have a guy who hits 50 doubles and 150 singles? Like, eh, I just, you know, who's, who are the teams going to pay? Are they going to pay the home run hitters or are they going to pay the guy who's hit 310? I think we know the answer. Yeah. So good luck getting players to change their, their strategy because they might make $7 million a year as a 310 hitter when they can make $25 million a year as a 30 home run guy. Joey Gallo hitting 375 next year. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. Joey Gallo will be like everybody's like fantasy baseball darling. Oh yeah. He's going to hit, he's going to hit for such a high average and then he's going to strike out 35, 36% of the time walk 18% of the time and hit dingers. Oh, it turns out he's the same player. No, no, no. His average went from 180 to 220. Like, oh, ooh, yeah. Watch out. We got Tony Gwynn over here. Like, <laughs> like, what are we doing? Whatever. All right. That's uh, that's going to do it for this uh, unhinged episode of Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, for Colby Vatnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at hello underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners and Inside Mariners. You can follow Dane Gonzalez. Yes, I had to clear my throat, sir. Did, does that offend you? <laughs> Dane Gonzalez is spelled D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby, is that CPAT11? That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Hey, we need CPAT11 back. No, we don't. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.